please tell me you know what that is, Marty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know who that is, yeah. Yeah, that's good, mate. That's good. Mom, I said no cute because I'm hoping that happens to Adrian Broner when back out face him. <laughs> there's there's no real major link in this week. It's um, it's pretty much please, please, please beat this. Oh God, he's just every week, every week, mate. Funnily enough, I was watching something in the week, and I think it was like I don't, I don't know one of these most deserving or satisfying punches, and then. Um, was it my darling or against? Yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> Everyone's cheering. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, I mean, it was a brutal KO as well. It really was. Oh, he's uh, fucking, he's an absolute rocket. He's, one of the things, we'll, we'll actually get on, I better introduce, I better start introducing the podcast. It's called The Good Right Hander. Um, if you listen to it, you probably know that anyway, because you've read the title. <laughs> it says it in big bold letters. But, we've, but Adrian Broner, he was, I don't, he was on, there was a spar, not a sparring, he was doing how pad work during the week, um, and a guy posted it, and he was doing the Floyd Mayweather stuff, you know where every trainer's basically saw Floyd Mayweather and thought, well, I'll make all my fighters do the Floyd Mayweather stuff now on the pads with the fast and the slip and the slip, and it looks really good, but if you don't fight like that, it probably isn't really going to mean anything <laughs> when it comes to fight night, and Broner had a belly on him and stuff like that, so his lifestyle was... And the way he's acting is, is is slowly, slowly, slowly creeping up to him, I think. Because he's um yeah, he's he's not he doesn't look in the best shape, let's say. And he also I I I'd said God he's copied me with and a guy had wrote back to it saying, Look, I've been in a gym because I'd said, even though I don't like Adrian Broner, it's probably down to the trainer because the trainer should dictate, you know, what's happening in the pad work. Um and the guy wrote back and said he's been in a gym with Adrian Broner and Adrian Broner dictates everything and I thought, well, that's that's where the fucking problem comes. Because if he doesn't want to train, he doesn't want to listen, then he's, you know, he's not. But I think everyone, everyone's got their fingers crossed that Pacquiao keeps him on his feet for about nine rounds, giving him a, a merciless beating. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, better aren't that sort of treads on your whole thing about uh, trainers to say you blame the trainer for a guy that's supposed to have already been Again, you know, a polished fighter before then, and uh, stepping into, uh, you know, stepping into heights and and, and uh, not living the proper boxing lifestyle. Yeah, but I still blame, I still blame the trainer. I still blame the trainer because they basically come down to trainer being a fucking a shell. Basically, he's going, he's a, he's a gun for hire. He's not really caring about the fighter. He'll he'll do anything just because Adrian Broner will pay him. When if you were anyone worth your salt, you'd tell Adrian Broner to fuck off. You just go, Adrian. I either train this way or you don't train at all because I've got a reputation. I want to build a reputation. I've got, a, or, or you know, I want to be the best trainer I can be. But it just looks like they're taking the money and you know, listen to anything that Adrian Broner says. When again, any, any trainer or coach, let's say, worth their salt, would tell Adrian Broner where to go. But you know, these guys are willing to take the money and 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 laugh at the the jokes and and let Adrian Broner become a bit of a fucking a bit of a circus. To be honest, he's, he's week on week. Week on week, he's got something. I think he was charged last week as well with some sort of sexual assault. Well, to be honest, you mate, there doesn't seem to be many boxers that seem to go through their career completely. You know, I mean, there are plenty, but there's a lot of them, obviously, as well. Still, that uh, you know, uh, get into some mess one way or another. You know. Yeah, I know, but he just seems as if it's particularly. As if he has been, 
you know, he's trying to be a gangster. And he, he, do you know what I think he's done? He's, I think a lot of fighters again try to copy. He's trying to copy Floyd Mayweather, and Floyd May forgot or someone's not saying Adrian. Just to tell you, Floyd Mayweather's not really like that. That's a persona. He doesn't drink. He doesn't take drugs, and he does turn up and do appearances at parties and stuff. But he's probably be, he's probably likely there for about an hour, and then fucks off and goes running. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he took a charge for it, I think. Um, but I watched the thing again. I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm not saying whatever he took. He, I think it's very different in America. I think I, I spoke to you about this before. Or the way it kind of works is your lawyer will pretty much tell you if you don't take that charge or the... Or the, or the Let's say the courts or, or the prosecution will say, look, if you don't take a plea, because the plea, if you take a plea, it saves the city and, the, and and all that a lot of money. They say that if you don't take a plea and you're convicted of X, you could do 20 years. So you're better just taking, just holding your hands up to Y, you know, and taking like six months or whatever, because the, the consequences, so the consequences of not being convicted or being tried for something is so, is, and I've had, Sorry, mate. No, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that shit for a second. Oh. I, I, I get the logic of it, but listen, if, pe if people can get OJ Simpson off of uh, murder trials... No, but that's murder, mate. He was fucking... No, he, that's no, a totally no, different no, thing, mate. That's a totally different thing. That's totally different. Of course it's a different thing in terms of that. I'm just trying to say to you, if, if you can get somebody off a, a you know, a, a, an an incredibly serious charge, not any of them aren't serious, but, you know, for, for the ultimate one, if you like... Then I'm I'm sure you could uh, I'm sure you could discredit someone well, or something if there wasn't any truth behind it in in there was a guy there was a guy but then the truth but that's what I mean there, there, there's it's, but the, the the truth is that someone says you done something that's pretty much it and then you need to prove that you didn't and the the consequences you losing because there's a guy called Anthony Cumia who I I listen to podcasts for. And he had a, I said, it was him I got this from, that he said, you know, you just plea, you just, that's why people just can hold their hands up and go, I'll take the plea, because the consequences of going the other way are so bad. He had had a fight with his girlfriend in his house, and his house is covered in cameras, and it's got audio and stuff like that, and I think he was actually periscoping at the time, and you can hear his girlfriend is clearly not in the same room as him, she's the other side of the house, and she's shouting things like, ah, you just hit me and stuff. And he's going, you're fucking crazy. And they did have, a, have an argument and their iPhones get smashed up. And the next day he went with her and they bought new iPhones and it's all on camera and all this stuff. Um, and because the police were caught, called, I can't remember how they were called, but he'd also records that he'd phoned a car to get her out of his house four times. And he hadn't touched her. He had video evidence to show that they'd went to the, buy new phones the next day. He had audio and video that proved pretty much he never touched her. But he took a plea because the the, the consequences of what was what could happen if he was to lose because she said something was was horrific. And he said I took a plea and he went to he went into a, a rehab and he didn't have an alcohol problem or a drug problem just because. And he said, "Listen, don't this thing but that people that hold their hands up are guilty." He says, "Because half the when you're sitting there with your lawyer, your lawyer's going, yeah, if you lose this, you're going to do twenty years. You're going to go, yeah, I'm going into rehab." I, I just, I, I get that, but I mean, again, you know, it's 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 burden of proof, isn't it? If well, that's what I mean. You're, you're sitting there, and you're saying pretty much this guy's got all this evidence. It, yeah. You, 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 you've you've got to wonder a little bit on that as to yeah. why. Uh, 
why he he couldn't have, you know that that wouldn't have got him off himself. But you know, I I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being a bit naive in in that respect. But let's face it. Well, it's a good. Yeah, a lot of them are. No, God, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that, but I'm not saying I'm just saying when the, the stuff I remember watching about Mayweather after he was able to talk about it, and he said the reason he took the pleas because his kids and all that as well. He didn't want to put them through trials and and all that sort of stuff. So he went, I'm going to hold my hands up to a lesser charge, do a quick time, and then I'll be out and it will all be fucking finished rather than because um, I think in certain states and stuff like that, it's either like you know. You take this plea, or you're doing 25 years. <laughs> if you lose, yeah, no, that's what I mean. I think that's why a lot of them. That's why Anthony Kuma was saying. Anthony Kuma was saying, I get offered pretty much take a plea, do time in a rehab, pretty much like a whole fucking holiday home, or I could be looking at 15 years. And he's going, what? <laughs> he says at that point you turn around and go, yeah, I'm going to take the plea. Because it's it's not an option. It's not an option to even put yourself in a position where you could lose. Um, but anyway, we'll, 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 we'll come back to Adrian Broner actually later on. But did you see the the Ben and Eubank has been announced that they might rematch? I'd, I'd heard about this a while back. It seems, I, I mean, again, look, the nostalgia cells done it really, but I'm, I'm not sure I want to see two 50-plus-year-old men, you know, Knocking, it's, it's a bit like the end of uh, uh, Rocky Two when he, you know, was it Rocky Three? Sorry, when uh, when, when uh, Apollo Creed and, uh, uh, and and Rocky Balboa, you know, fight at the end privately, and it's it's a bit like that sort of thing, you know. It's it's, it's just sort of a nostalgic sort of look. We, we we've been around the ring together. Let let's do it one more time. But it's kind of like getting the band back together, isn't it? The, you know, these guys are just. Uh, um, you know, just doing it as much as anything for the money, really, aren't they? But I think the problem is as well. Sometimes you, you know, it's, you could argue that a lot of these fighters, uh, you know, find it hard to let go of that as well. You know, well, they genuinely they don't like each other, do they? Um, I, I don't know. I think I think all that. I mean, don't mm. get me wrong. I don't, I don't think I don't think they're best pals. I don't think they're no. people that uh, you know uh, will, will, will ever you know. Uh, be best man if either one of them got married again or something but uh yeah i mean i i, I, th- I think stuff has softened between them in terms of uh in terms of what went before you know i mean was it nigel's out living in australia or something as a preacher and yeah chris is just chris really <laughs> but uh I, I mean i don't know there's part you know would watch it but I, I, it's, it's never a pay for event is it but uh well um, no. What's your, what's your thoughts on it? What do you, what do you think? Oh, mate, I just, I just want to watch the build up because I, I was watching the interviews again before I think it was the first fight when they were doing the signing and all that stuff. And oh my God, they don't like each other. Well, it's not so much Ben just fucking cannot stand Chris Eubank because I think Eubank, because the way he talks and the way he acts, it just gets under Ben's skin for some reason. And I think even if they were to fight again, even like you said, they're more friendly and stuff, I cannot see them not. Going off, often one at each other at the at the at the press conferences, and because you, Jack Eubank will just wind them up. I, I think he's just he's, he's his whole persona gets under Ben's skin. I'm just going to play that. Actually, remember the the, the interview. I'm just going to play the end of the the interview they done when they were doing the signing met to sex, and then you can say, yeah, I want to watch this again. Genuine hate between these two 
Ambrose. For sure. I don't hate the man. I just want his WBO title. I, I, I always, I pray that I have enough dignity not to hate the man. Exactly hate doesn't come into it for me. Hate um, destroys the game and makes it look uh, brutal, and, uh, and that's why a lot Ambrose, of people don't um, take to it. I don't hate the man. I want the men's title, and I intend to prove that I'm a better fighter than the man, which I am. All right, gentlemen, you I, I both uh, sign the contract. I personally do hate him. I personally do. <laughs> <laughs> he's just... No, I personally hate him. He even says himself that he was just sort of, uh, you know, a bit of a wild boy at that stage, and uh, you know, but he, 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 he was he was great certainly for, for for us to you know domestically to watch and, that, and to watch those fights and stuff like that. But uh, like you say, it, I mean, it's 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 a real nostalgia thing because you know for our age and everything else. It was a, a real sort of golden era between those uh, between those guys and 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 sort of set boxing a, a, a light again, you know, uh, over here. But uh, no, I, 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 I don't know, man. There's there's part of me that just sort of thinks, you know, if if you can if you can rewind it back and get them back to the age they were, and, and you know, God, was not the fight's not going to be anything. Nobody, I don't think if they were, were thinking the fight's going to be anything. But I just think when I watched that interview and I had that little clip set up, I was going, it's just Eubank goes, I don't hate him, I don't hate him. And then they go, and Nigel, and Nigel goes, I, I personally hate the man. <laughs> and that's what I mean. He gets under Nigel's skin so easily, and it's because he does all the. No, I don't hate him. I just want his belt. I don't know what it is. It's a bit. His whole persona seems to wind Ben up, and I can't see it not kicking off again. Even if they started off going, yeah, do you know what? We'll, we'll pretend a little bit, and you know, we'll build it up. We'll make a bit of money. I don't. I honestly don't think ninety nine percent of the people are interested in seeing the fight. I'm interested in seeing the build up because <laughs> I don't think it's going to. I don't think he's not going to get to Nigel Ben and, and make Ben react like that again. <laughs> he just can't help. Every time I watch it, Ben's fucking face when he's saying it, it's just going, oh, I can't stand this person. Get me out of this room. But, uh, mate, yeah, it's just a, just a bit of a sideshow, isn't it? It's, 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 yeah, I don't want to see the fight. I just want to see the build-up. But who knows, mate? And I think you might would beat him again, to be honest. He's in good shape, Chris. Chris is in good shape. So is Nigel, but Chris is in really good shape these days. I've, he's... Uh, Every time I see, him, see both of them, I go, fucking hell, guys, man, you, just, you still look fitter than most of the fighters out there. Um, Dave Allen, Adrian Broner, take note. Um, but moving on, buddy, we're going to move on to the actual stuff we were going to speak about. So the first section was going to be, has Britain taken over from the US as the home of boxing? Now, people asked me on Twitter, do we script this? And I said, no, we just write notes. And that's generally what we do, isn't it, mate? We just put a headline, cut the notes and... Off we pop. So, wing it, you mean, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> As you can probably tell, we didn't mean to start talking about boxers and sexual assault or or try to defend anyone. And it wasn't a defence anyone, just in case anyone thinks that. It was just I was giving a different version of events and some of the things that, that can happen that people maybe don't think about. You know, everyone just goes, oh, he's automatically guilty. And you go, huh, well, you know, maybe you don't understand the, the circumstances that that was, that was under. Um, but you're right, and you know if any man does that, then they should be put in prison for 25, 30, 40 years, whatever it is. They shouldn't be able to take a plea. Um, so yeah, hope that clears that one up. But has Britain taken over from the US as the home of boxing? Um, 
think America's you know they've they've always had uh, uh, you know a, a spate of or, or a section of uh, great boxers and always have uh, you know good boxers that are there thereabouts. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I I think at the moment, like you say, AJ's probably the biggest draw until something happens there. Um, you know, uh, and obviously, you know, some, some of the other guys uh, that we've got there, I I, I think uh, we're probably just edging it. But for how long? Who knows? You know. It's just, so, uh, so do you take the home of boxing as being where the biggest pay per view star is? Um, I, I don't know. I, I I think sometimes it can become you know a bit sort of uh, separate I mean Vegas is always generally considered the you know the, the Vegas and New York and things like that tend, tend to be considered the home of boxing don't they but they, they I mean I know they do you know like certainly Mayweather did some of the biggest pay-per-views uh, around basically well, he did, um, he'd done the biggest pay-per-views ever biggest, yeah no he did the biggest uh, pay-per-views ever but, you know I mean I, I just don't think they uh, they don't they, it's weird, like American football and things like that. They'll get you know hundreds of thousands of fans going to them. But I, I just, I always think they miss a trick with the the Wembley thing because you know when you think of like the Frotch and Groves fight, when you think of uh, AJ and, and Klitschko and stuff like that, and and any of the other great fights have happened at Wembley or, or similar size stadium like that. But it, you know, it's it's a phenomenal atmosphere, you know, and, and I, I just think. They miss a trick with that sometimes, you know. I mean, probably they, you know. I mean, I'm sure financially they know what they're doing with it because they make so money, like you say, on the uh, on the pay per view side of things. But, but they uh, don't. But they don't. This is this is why I asked the question, Marty. So I, I mean, I did put obviously well, some. I was thinking of obviously the, the you know the biggest fights. But yeah, but the biggest fights were Mayweather. Mayweather, Mayweather's gone after Mayweather. It drops off a. It pretty much drops off a cliff. Um, you get Canelo, who sometimes does over a million buys. But he only done something, I think, just over a million for Golovkin. Um, he obviously done great numbers for Mayweather, but that's Mayweather. Take, a, take Mayweather away, it just falls off a cliff, mate. It just goes... I mean, their best fighter just now is Crawford. Crawford's the best fighter, and, and I think he's the best fighter on the planet just now. Um, and he's certainly, for me, the best fighter in America. And now Crawford... I mean, he's not even a pay-per-view sensation. He made $3 million his last fight. Tony Bellew made £4 million for his fight against Usyk. So Tony Bellew can do £4 million in the UK, which probably, after after the the, Bre- the Brexit fiasco, it's probably worth a dollar, like a pound to a dollar, but slightly, slightly more, so you're probably talking that's that's like 4.2, 4.3 million dollars. So the best fight on the the most talented fight on the planet, or the best fight on the planet and for, my, for me in Crawford, is doing three million dollars, and Tony Bellew, who's a good fighter, is doing 4.2, 4.3 million dollars in the UK. What does that, what does that tell you? Well, I mean, I, I, again, I, I think, like you say, you know, when you when you've got these, these fights that have come up, you know, Bellew Usk and Usyk, uh, sorry, and uh, you know, even even Bellew Hay and stuff before that, they they attract a lot of interest over here. You know, maybe even you know, sort of worldwide in that respect. And as I say, you know, back that up with invariably the venues and stuff that they go, you know, that they go into and stuff like that as well. You know, they it it, it probably helps with the figures and uh yeah i i, I 
like you said, I, I, I think we are probably edging it at the moment. But I, we're I not, maybe, for, for me, we're not edging it, Matt. For me, we're blowing America out of the water now because the figures don't count. But if, if, we, if, if, if Crawford fought in the UK, if, if think about it, if Tony Bell, you can make $4.2 million, $4.3 million fighting Usyk, and Tony Bell is an, a good fighter, and he yeah. can go and do all, and, and Crawford's doing $3 million. And he's the best that's probably got. I know Canelo signed that big deal with his own over 13 fights, 365 billion. You might go, well, he's the biggest fighter because it's, what's it, 20-odd million dollars a fight or whatever. Um, but again, I, don't, I, I think that's crazy money for Canelo anyway because outside of the fights with Mayweather, he's not a big, he's not this big, massive draw. So it's obviously based on trying to get subscribers in Latin America. That's, that's what that's based on. But... Um, another example, AJ, if we compare apples for apples, AJ against Wilder, Wilder's the unbeaten American heavyweight, AJ's the unbeaten British heavyweight, both world champions, AJ, 20 million, Wilder last time out, 2.1 million dollars, he's a tenth, he's making a tenth of what AJ does, and AJ fights in front of 80,000 people, Wilder fights in front of, God I didn't even look mate, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say 8 to 10,000. But again, that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, it, it, there seems to be this weird thing with boxing in the states where they they don't seem to put it on. You know, but what, what, what I mean, what do you think the problem is then with with those guys? I mean, do you think AJ is? I mean, I, I, I think he probably. I think is, the Americans are spoiled. Much better than, <laughs> than, than AJ in that respect. No, that he, 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 he just not, that respect. Or is it just because he's fought the better guys? Basically, no, he's he's, he's he's fucking stayed. He's he, he's fucking. I mean. Even, I'm not even talking just about AJ, I just gave you an example. Bellew, average fighter, does more money by by a long shot than fucking yeah. Terence Crawford. Terence Crawford, te, it's, think about it, Terence Crawford, Tony Bellew, and Tony Bellew makes $4.2 million, Terence Crawford makes three. I mean, I, 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 I struggle, because a, a guy did say, yeah, no, America still replaced me, and I'm going, but I, I don't see it, I don't see these numbers. Yeah, no fight. I'll tell you your point, mate. No yeah, fight. I mean, Wilder isn't even pay-per-view in America. Wilder isn't pay-per-view in America. That's why he's making $2.1 million. Because he, he's, he's not a big enough draw to make pay-per-view. You took Mayweather out of the equation. There's no stars left. There's no superstars left. There's phenomenal boxers. And if they were based here, that was... Remember we said a, a few weeks back, we'd like to see some of the fighters like Usyk and that base themselves here. There's a real argument to say you should be basing yourself here now. You shouldn't. These guys, Lomachenko and Golovkin and, and guys like that, they shouldn't be going to America anymore because America's not the place that generates the money. It's clearly the UK. Clearly the so, UK is so, outstripping them by, in, in every way. But, but if that's the case, and, 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 you know, that seems to be the case, well, you know, then what, what, what do you... You know, what, what, why do you think it is that they do stay there? Is it just, uh, you know... Laziness for one of a better word. Nah, know, there's to leave leave the states. I mean, what what is well, what most is, of the most what, of, what is their advantage to stay there if if they can come over here and take take the belts and the plaudits and other things from 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 British fight? What, what, why why are we bossing it in that respect? Well, most of the fighters in America aren't from America. Lomachenko's not American. Golovkin's not American. You know, you, you, no, I know, but they chose to base themselves. Yeah, there's so there's obvious there's obvious things why they base themselves there. One, the weather. This <laughs> is a big thing. <laughs> to to the to the potential pay per view market. Now, America's got what six hundred, seven hundred million people in it. 
the potential pay-per-view market in America is absolutely massive if you get, if you hit it, yeah, if you get to a Floyd Mayweather's thing. But a Floyd Mayweather is 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 a, a bit of an anomaly because if you take him away, there's no pay-per-views that kind of really get that close. I think De La Hoya done big numbers back in the day and stuff like that as well, but there's very, very few fighters that do that, the, the sort of De La Hoya Mayweather numbers, no matter how good they are. So, but I think what they see is they see potential. The weather's better. The sparring and stuff like that is going to be better as well because there's obviously more styles and more, you know, ethnicities and you you get a real mix in places like New York and obviously the West Coast and stuff like that. So sparring's probably a bit better as well. So for, for weather, sparring, potential, and obviously when you go there there's bigger communities of the people who come from their country so you know you might you, you obviously have a few ukrainians and a few russians here and particularly in london you'll have bigger communities but there'll, there'll be places in america where there's huge communities so they settle easier as well you know you, you turn up and you go to certain parts of the country there's going to be a big influx of your your countrymen so they speak your language so it's easy maybe easier to settle so i'd say they're the reasons why they don't come here but I'd say, I'd say London's got a pretty uh, good good mix of uh, yeah, but know, nowhere near what you'll have in America. And stuff like that, that would, you know, for, for your Golovkins and you six and your Lomachenko's and people like that. But uh, in America, you'll have whole, obviously, whole sections of cities that will almost be, you know, there are parts of New York that are just Russian speaking, and, and parts of the West Coast that will be almost, you'll just be like a little mini version of the Ukraine or Russia for these guys. London might have a an amount. But I wouldn't say it was the same. I, I think that's the reasons, mate. And I, and I think it's the potential of pay-per-view in America that draws them in because the promoters say, yeah, you come and sign with me and there's this big, massive market. But it's only a big, massive market if you can exploit it and if the Americans actually take an interest in you. And when they can't take an interest in their heavyweight, who's a heavyweight world champion, who's from America, knocking everybody out, when that guy can't even do pay-per-view. And the only reason he's doing pay-per-view now is because he's fighting a British fighter. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's fighting yeah. a British fighter. So I don't. I, I think. I think they've been spoiled for years as well, mate. And, and this isn't a go to the American. The American fans are great. There's a. There's a. There is a like Britain and anywhere. There's a hardcore boxing um, fans in in America, but they're spoiled for choice. When you're sitting there going, fucking, we've got Lomachenko, Golovkin, Terence Crawford. Doo -doo -doo, you've got all these guys to choose from. Whereas here, there's maybe a couple, two or three, and then we really get behind them. That's why AJ's doing big, 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 massive numbers because he's the only guy here, and we're 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 really getting behind them. So big, big fish, small pond scenario sort of thing as well. But I don't, I I, I think we've, I think we have maybe taken over from America as the as, as the the home of boxing at the moment because the numbers just don't lie. Pay per view numbers higher. The fighters are getting the fighters at the top. Or even the average fighter are getting paid more. The fucking well, you done four point two million dollars. <laughs> fucking Dennis Crawford does three million dollars. There's something wrong in the universe. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's a it's a head scratcher, mate. I just they're, they're spoiled. They're, they're spoiled for choice over there as well. That's that's the thing. And then you're up against all the sports. They've got baseball, American football. You know what I mean? You name it, it's in America and and they're huge. So it's very difficult for boxing to get that that foothold. But then, then is it down, uh, you know, so like, 
you know, you look, look, look at Mayweather. I mean, he, he, he wasn't doing pay-per-view figures for his whole career. You know, I mean, he, he, he obviously, um, you know, kept, kept doing his job for probably, you know, any fight. I mean, you know, even, to, even to a certain extent, Calzaghe here, you know, he it wasn't until he, he sort of got to Lacey and people like that that people suddenly went, well, hold on a second. Um, you know, this, this guy's really good. We should actually be getting behind him and celebrating him for the, the brilliant boxer he was. Um, you know, so... Is, is it a case of the fact that for Terence Crawford or Errol Spence or any of these guys that you know have a potential to, to you know to come through and 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 you know rule in the, in their divisions or anything else like that if 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 they really can if they can live up to their their potential that later on in their career they, they, they'll start to you know get those. Uh, Crawford's already lived up to his, Crawford's already lived up to it, mate. If we had Terence Crawford in this country, Terence Crawford would be fighting in front of 80,000 people. Terence Crawford would be a, would be a pay-per-view star in, in the UK. Absolutely. Say, Absolutely. There's a there's a, there's a, there's a, sorry, mate. There's a different mentality over here when it comes to, to our, especially our, our boxing superstars, because we've had, you know, the, the, the Eubank Benz, the, even, even Bruno at his time, you know, doing, doing uh, Wembley and stuff. I mean, you know, it's one of these things that uh, I, don't, I don't get with the states that they don't have that. Well, certainly that level of interest of people to go to these things, or, or promoters haven't sort of said, you know what, we've got a massive football stadium here. Why don't we put on a massive event? You know, as well as whatever pay per views we'll get across the rest of the country. You know, we'll, we'll get you know, hundreds of thousands. I mean, I think in Vegas they're moving the Raiders there. Um, you know what? What's to say when they're not playing, or you know, a different different time? If you get a, t- a Terence Crawford and a you know, in, in you know, in an absolute humdinger of a fight, put on a great undercard, you can't have them there. It brings the best out for Vegas in every way that you've got. You know, potentially hundred thousand people going to a stadium, all coming to the hotels, there, spending they, their money and going mental, which is what. Because they can't take somebody that does te- that fills stadiums of fifteen thousand and stick them in a hundred thousand stadium when they know they're they, they, the reason they always go to Vegas is because Vegas buy the fights as well because Vegas want the gamblers and stuff to come into Vegas so Vegas effectively buy the fight um, and pay God knows millions and millions and millions of dollars up front so they. It, and that's attract that's attractive. Just America's just got a lot of competition as well, mate. Your MM the UFC's based there. You've got American football, you've got baseball, you've got basketball. They're all huge, huge, huge sports and it's very hard for them to compete. And you like I said, you do get an anomaly now and again, like a Mayweather or a De La Hoya. Um, and it was De- it was the fight against De La Hoya that made pay Mayweather a pay per view star. Up until that point, he hadn't really done the numbers, and then he fought De La Hoya. I think that might have been his first pay per view, actually, and then he went on from from there. But he's an anomaly, um, and and we he just I'm just looking at numbers, but I'm looking at the fan base. The fan base in America should should be huge, and it is huge. But why they're not going out and you know buying the pay per views or maybe the pay per views are too dear maybe this is why the zone are doing what they're doing because you I think in America you were getting 70 60 70 80 dollars for a pay per view compared to here where you're paying what 20 quid which is about say even rounding up to about 30 dollars um so I think the cost implication as well is really high in America so the zone I think are going to are trying to move that's why they're trying to move away so they take the pay per view away. They hopefully get all the numbers because it's ten ten dollars or whatever it's going to be a month, 
Um, and that's why I think you'll see the pay-per-view stuff based in the UK predominantly from now on. We'll be the we'll be the play pay-per-view place, and everybody else will do the subscription. Yeah, well, I mean, they're obviously yeah, making big moves, aren't they? You don't put this sort of money into a venture without, you know, uh, looking to get it back, do you really? Nah, nah. So I, I think, unfortunately, if you're a if you're from the US, you can come on and and, and you know um, put stuff on Twitter. But I think you have lost your place as the home of boxing. Um, again, competition for for against the sports just really really high. Um, obviously, you've the legacy of great fighters, and I think maybe you're a little bit spoiled by that you don't realize what you've got and you know whereas in britain we've not had that many and then when we do get them we really get behind them but the numbers don't tell a lie the pay-per-views are through the roof here compared to america Um, the fans are filling stadiums they're not in america the fighters are paid more outside outside the canelo who's done that that deal with his own take him away the fighters are paid more um, well, certainly up to now, when you've got Wilder at two point one million dollars and AJ at 20, 20 million pounds, then you know it kind of tells its own story. Um, and the biggest fight Wilder's ever going to have is against a British fighter. <laughs> so, unfortunately, um, if you're in the US or, or whatever, I think you've I think you've lost that mantle. And it's it's, it's theirs to take back though. It's theirs to take back. They need to get behind their fighters and, and start to come out in big numbers again. And, um, turn back the clock a little bit but turning back the clock a little bit is going to be well, obviously we mentioned Adrian Broner at the start mate fighting Manny Pacquiao and the next section we've got is Broner thinks he's a gangster who is the most gangster boxer ever so I've obviously got one did you get one well in terms of gangster I've probably, <laughs> I've probably uh... don't say Mike Tyson no, 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 I was going to say, uh, don't gonna say the one I wrote, um, go on, go with yours then, go on, no, no, on you go mate, on you go, I've done, I've done my research, I'm ready, I know, I know which one, well, as I said, I mean, I, I, it's, I don't know, it's not gangster, because gangster makes him sound like he's, you know, he's just some hoodlum that, you know, just sort of went round robbing stuff and doing, yeah, mine does, yeah, well, I, I'm, unfortunately, the, 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 so like I said, when I was thinking of gangster, I was just thinking a criminal and, and, and just horrible person, to be honest with you. Um, but the, the one that I had was Edwin Valero, a uh, guy who, uh, who, who, who basically, you know, uh, excellent boxer, really, really good boxer. Um, but, um, you know, excuse him beating his uh, missus uh, and, and you know and, and others basically um, you know so sort of abusing them uh, and, and and ultimately stabbed her to death uh, and, and then and then eventually hung himself um, as a result of it so like I said not gangster in the sense of you know he's, he's, he's a bit of a cheeky chap who, who's uh, maybe you know doing a bit of drugs here and there and, and you know Robbing this or robbing that or do you know a couple of illegal activities? This was just uh, a seriously disturbed guy, to be honest with you. So I probably I don't know if uh, that that's in line with your 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 thinking of what you were looking. No for. way, way you're way out, way out, mate. The, the the most gangster boxer ever for me, um, yep. Sonny Liston. No, Sonny Liston is 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 
going back a little bit, and he's he's probably ended up more famous for his his defeats to Muhammad Ali, especially the second one where they said it was a phantom punch, but it's actually not. It's a it's a I think it's a left hook. He gets caught with inside. He does fall over a little bit, right enough. <laughs> not not to play the punch that you think, oh, sonny, listen, but he was. He was the original baddest man in the planet. That was the first time that moniker was ever used, and it was used for Sonny Liston. So I'll just give you a, a quick blast on Sonny Liston's rundown. So he was named the, the baddest man in the planet. Um, the pinnacle of his career was the savage knockout of Floyd Patterson. But as a young man, he was a notorious criminal in St. Louis where he grew up. Over the course of his life, he was arrested 19 times from crimes ranging from armed robbery to police assault. I wonder why the person that wrote that started with armed robbery. I thought police assault would be less than armed robbery. <laughs> you know, you start with the first one and go, yeah, it's going to start with, third degree, you know, hack somebody's head off and stole some sweets. <laughs> I thought that was a bit weird when I was reading it. I was going, you got that the wrong way around, assaulting a police officer and armed robbery. So 19, 19 times armed robbery, assaulting police officers. He was convicted in 1950 for two counts of armed robbery and then he was released in parole two years later so I'm thinking you know go to do armed robberies back in the 1950s must have been you know couldn't have been you couldn't have been that scared going oh yeah rob a bank I'll do two years two counts of armed robbery does two years I'm going "Ah." no hold on six years sorry that's a lie (laughs) he was released in parole after two years ah yeah no I was right I was right he was released in parole after two years um, and in 1956 and 1958, assaulted local police officers, and he was forced forced to flee Philadelphia, where to Philadelphia, where he quickly developed a relationship with organised crime, and that's why I think he took a dive against the alley because he was involved with with collecting money for the mafia and stuff like that in Philadelphia. So, um, I, I struggled to find anyone with more of a a, a rap sheet than that. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's pretty pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Pretty, pretty impressive, isn't it? That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's something good. Of. Nineteen times organised crime, assault and police officer, armed robbery. Yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty. I, could, I I did research it, mate, and I was I was going through various fighters, and they, a lot of them seem to be things like you know assaulting their wife and stuff like that, which I thought that doesn't really make you a gangster; it makes you a scumbag. So I was like, nah, it's pretty much a lot of them. A <laughs> lot of them were scummy bags, but they weren't really. They weren't really doing doing that sort of thing, running around doing armed robberies. I think there was an MMA fighter. If I if I looked at it, that there was an MMA fighter guy who was going about and doing major bank robberies, you know, trying for millions of dollars and stuff like that. And Joe Rogan spoke about him before. And I think Joe had him on his show, and he said he was a dangerous guy. <laughs> he was a really really dangerous guy to be around and stuff like that. And I went, fucking hell. Joe's around all these fighters and crazy MMA and UFC fighters through his career. Um, for him to come out and say that the guy must have been must have been a bit something else. So Sonny Liston, I think I'm going to give that one too. Um, yeah, couldn't couldn't think of anyone that. And we're moving. Yeah, up. no, I, I think I think that's uh, a, a decent shout to be fair. So we spoke about obviously the Eubank and Ben fight as well, um, and that happening again. Now move. One of the things we have been doing recently is fantasy fights and, you know, fantasy super sixes and stuff like that. And it reminded me of something. And it was years and years and years ago. Um, there was rumours, and Roy Jones, I think, spoke about it, that he was going to try and set up a fight with Mike Tyson. So that went, ah, 
Roy Jones, Mike Tyson. I'm going to think put that down as the fantasy fight for this week because it, it was it was something that Roy said had been spoken about, and I think at the time Roy was, I think he was still at his peak or just past his peak, and Tyson was coming towards the end. I think it was that kind of it would have been that kind of timing if they had a fought. Um, but I'm also sure I had it in my head that they'd also spoke about fighting just before Tyson went to prison, where he would have been at his peak. So I'm going to take it. The two of them are at their peak, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones. Obviously, Roy was able to step up to beat John Ruiz at heavyweight, but John Ruiz versus a peak Mike Tyson's a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a different ball game. What do you think about that one, mate? Um, I, I think that's a, I think that's a mental fight. To be fair, I mean, I, I think obviously, um, Roy did fantastically against Ruiz. Um, Tyson's a completely different prospect uh, to Ruiz. Um, I, I think again, you know, much like anything with Tyson, if uh, it, it's staying out of the way, because I think if he if he hits Jones, he's he's in deep deep trouble. Um, but um, you know, again, if he gets him out of the early rounds, you know, most people realise now that Tyson had a had a bit of a short tank on him in terms of his uh, ability to get you know out. You know, five six rounds basically. So if he if he got him out of those uh, earlier rounds and stuff like that, um, I managed to you know sort of keep busy but keep himself out of the way. I, I, I think Jones would do it, but I, I think if Tyson lands on him in any meaningful way, probably like with anyone really, he's, he's out. Yeah, no, I, I think it's it, it some some in some ways got a bit of a parallel for me into the Tyson Fury Wilder fight where if Wilder la- lands a punch, Fury's out of there. But if he can't land a punch, Fury's going to outbox him. Very, a very similar sort of thing, although again, Tyson Fury's not Roy Jones Jr. and um, yeah, Wilder's yeah, I mean, Wilder's not Mike Tyson <laughs> either. We're talking about two two different things. I I, I kind of see it very similar. I think if because Roy obviously the step up to heavyweight and then going back down to light heavy against him to take something out of him and suddenly he was getting hit by punches that he'd never get hit before and he was getting dropped and he get knocked out um, off guys like Tarver and stuff who you know a few years back before that would never have touched. Talking Roy Jones, he was wasn't even in the same fucking planet as fighters. Um, but I'd have liked to have seen I'd have, I'd, have, I'd have liked to have saw that I think that would have been a phenomenally interesting fight I think Roy would have beat him though I think Roy was that good I think he was that good And Tyson wasn't a big massive heavyweight Tyson was only what 5'12 something like that Roy would have been about a similar height If not slightly taller And although Tyson would have carried much more muscle I think if you're, yeah. he was kicking about, about 15 and a half stone 15 stone Roy would have probably come in Maybe not far off, you know, he was a light heavyweight, but obviously, I can't, I don't even know what he came in against Ruiz at, but you'd think he'd be 14 and a half, 15 stone, something like that, but Tyson was really explosive, like you said, mate, and I think it was, I want to say Razor Ruddock, but that's the football guy, isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 it, it, it was, uh, there is a boxer guy called that, isn't it? Um, <laughs> is it Donovan, Donovan Razor Ruddock? Yeah, I, I think, I think he was the first guy yeah, to yeah. take Tyson past about four or five rounds, and Tyson was blown out his arse, they couldn't get him out of there, and then he, and he's also the same guy I think that hit Tim Silver in an MMA fight and took a Joe Rogan said took about three years off his life because if you've never watched it, go and get it. Tim Silver against um, Ruddock, and you see the punch fucking Ruddock hits him with it's like wow. That's the other problem though. You get when, when Tyson was fighting these guys because quite often the heavyweights were were bigger than him. You know if they if they could impose themselves on him as a bigger fighter, then 
you know that that that's what would make that an interesting fight. Because like you say, Jones wouldn't have been the bigger man. Um, you know, he, he may have had to have used all of his, you know, boxing prowess to, to like I say, keep out of the way of Tyson, be completely switched on, um, and and just frustrate the hell out of him by finding him and then moving and and, and uh, you know, but he, he wouldn't have been able to impose himself on him. I don't know. Well, mm, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I say that Jones could punch. And he was, yeah, he was really fast, mate, yeah. So fast, but again, I mean, I, 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 what I mean by that is obviously if you've got a bigger guy in there and it comes into a clinch or something and he's he's putting his weight and everything else on you, then, you know, you you probably find your gas tightener a, a lot quicker. Whereas if you're if you're popping him and then moving and, and all the rest of it, you know, maybe you wouldn't tire as quickly. So you might, you know, it might be like a, an eighth or ninth round or something. But either way... You know, again, with with uh, with these sort of guys, it, you know, could have could have been lights over in five minutes. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think Roy would. Uh, Tyson could actually take a bit of a dig. Actually, when you go back and look at some of the times Tyson was stopped, it wasn't even even against um, Buster Douglas. It was a it was a mad combination he takes. He takes for about four or five punches, absolutely clean. And he still tried to get up, even against Lennox Lewis, he, he, he got up, a couple, I think, a couple of times, and then the punch that finally puts him down, just got a big right hand, goes right through him. But he, he wasn't one of these, he wasn't like, even though he lost, he wasn't what you would call a, a chinny heavyweight. He, he, he could take a punch, Tyson, and he get up, and then, a lot of people don't don't remember that, and being actually as, as tough as he was as well, when he was, when he was taking a beating, and when he was on the wrong side, he was... You know, he showed a lot of heart, especially against Lennart Lewis, but I don't know, I've got this thing in my head that Jones would fucking, with these big long arms as well, would ha- would be would be hitting him with one, two fast combinations as Tyson was trying to get to him. And then he'd, then he'd maybe get out, then he'd obviously have to go, get in his bite and get out of the way, but I think Jones could Jones could punch. Jones, Jones had a bit, a bit of a dig on him as well, because he hurt Ruse. I don't know if you remember the fight. Yeah. There, was a, there was a point he, had, he catches Ruse, and Ruse's legs dipped, and I'm going, oh, again, Ruse isn't fucking Mike Tyson, no, I'm not getting too, a bit carried away with that, but I don't know, I, th- I, think Roy, I think Roy would have stopped him as well, mate, I think Roy would have stopped him 8, 9, 10 rounds. Oh, listen, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't have, uh, I mean, I've got a similar sort of mindset myself with that, I'm a big Roy Jones fan, uh, just, just, you know, boxing porn, as you say, you know what I mean, he's just someone you, you watch and go, wow, you know, well. just, that's, that's the good. that's the section we're going to finish off with, mate. Well done, you brought it up. <laughs> so this is going this is going a bit of left field, right? And, and if you're in the UK of, of a certain age, you'll probably remember these fights, and you'll go, you'll hear it and go, oh wow, remember that fight? I remember that fight. If you're not in the UK or you're you're over over the or under the age of thirty, you're probably going to go, who? Um, and again, encourage you to go and watch these fights back, and you then you'll see what what we mean and why we put them in this section. So these these are a bit left field, and again, if you're listening in America, or I think we've got somebody that listens in Australia now as well. So if you listen further afield, and you go, okay, I don't know who these guys are. They are a bit left field, very British centric um, this week. So the first one I have on my list is Alex Arthur versus Michael Gomez. Then and again, I don't. Obviously, I think you've saw that fight, haven't you? Uh, yes, I have a long yeah. time ago. But yes, yes. And then we've then the other one I put in was Michael Brody versus Injun Chi. I don't know if you've ever saw that fight. No, I haven't seen that fight. Right. Okay. Injun Chi was a big. I think he was Korean, and he was massive at the weight. 
um, and he had an absolute war with Michael Brody, and it was Michael Brody when Michael Brody was was at his peak, not the Michael Brody that Scott Harrison beat some years down the line. So this is going to be good, mate, because you've not seen one of the fights. <laughs> well, I, I, I shall, I shall certainly make sure I watch. It. <laughs> so I'm going to have to make a call on that. The, the Alex Arthur Gomez fight was was ferocious, and it was a. It was an old British affair as well, and it was in I, th- I want to say the Meadowbank Arena, um, just outside Edinburgh. I think it was that, and it was a it was a complete bear pit atmosphere. And Gomez was a if you remember, was a real in your face fighter. And um, out of both of them, I think it's for me it was going to be pretty easy. Um, it, it would be Alex Arthur versus Michael Gomez. Um, if you've not watched it, go to YouTube and get it. But the Michael Brody Engine Chi fight was was a cracker as well because Engine Chi was a big, big, big. I think it was maybe featherweight. They fought that, and he was a huge featherweight, and that was a that was a hard fight for Michael Brody. Um, so since you've not saw the second fight, I'm going to have to make the ruling on that. And this week's boxing porn fight is Alex Arthur versus Michael Gomez. Go see it. Get it on YouTube. It's absolutely phenomenal fight. Um, Alex Arthur at the time was on the rise. He was unbeaten. Michael Gomez was um, was expected to come and give him a bit of a hard time, but then Alex Arthur was expected to outbox him. But I won't spoil the ending if you've not saw it. But yeah, go go watch it and and you'll you'll see what I mean. So and watch the Michael Brody and Engine Chi fight if you get a chance. But um, Alex Arthur versus Michael Gomez as this week's boxing pawn. I, I think that's about me. I think we've, we've rattled through that this week. Um, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I was, I was going to agree, mate. I, don't, I, I think we've covered uh, all that we would need to or can think of. Yeah, there's not been with our winged style. The, yeah, there wasn't. There was there was some fights at the weekend. The Clarissa Shields versus Hannah Rankin, which was a a, a big fight. I think at a card from Kansas um, that that Eddie Hearn had put on. Um, there was some other fights floating about, but I think we're all waiting for the Fury Wilder fight next week and um, various other fights coming up. Carol Frampton against Josh Warrington. Yeah, so there's a few coming up that we'll probably go expand on over the, the next week or so. Well, certainly next week we're, we're leading into Fury and Wilder. So I'm going to thank you for coming on, mate. And this has been a good right hander. His name's Marty, my name's Wallen, and thanks for listening and we hope you're listening again next week. Thanks very much. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, mate.